I've buckled <laughs> into the Baker train. I, I don't want to. All roads lead back to Baker Mayfield on this show, but let me just tell you. <laughs> Did you I, see I, that throw I, he made between two defenders? Hey, I hate the Bills. I hated the guy at the end of last season. I hated his guts, and he's and he's brought me back. He's like an old girlfriend. I'm like, yep. How did you do this? You're 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 a sorcerer of my emotions, Baker Mayfield. Yep. You're just sitting in your car in his driveway in the morning, like, how did we get here again? <laughs> He's a, Son of a it's bitch. wizardry. It really is. It's, I'm like the battered wife that keeps going back. I'm, all of a sudden, we're, we're we're going to McDonald's with the stepkids, and I'm like, how, how, what happened? Yep. I told myself this would never happen again. This is Patriot Sports Radio. Patriot Sports Radio. Fed up with the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. If it's sports from the high school level to the pros, we're talking about it like the red-blooded Americans we are. God bless America. God bless America. God bless America. Let's do this. Here's Eric, John, Chris, and the coach. Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in Patriot Sports Radio. My name is Eric. I am your host. Glad to have you with us. And thank you for those reviews like this one from Namie Namerson. Very clever. <laughs> he or she said, Coach Billy James is the kind of guest who ought to be interviewed by Jeremy Shap. Kudos to the good men at PSR for getting him first. I agree wholeheartedly, Mr. or Mrs. Namerson. Coach Billy James is an incredible human being. He's the kind of guy you say, if we had 25% those guys, the human species would be okay. Shit, we might even make it. He's not just a coach. He's also a mentor, a chef, a bus driver. He gets involved in these kids' life and tries to really lead them down the right path. He's doing great things down there. If you haven't heard it, or if you already have, go back and listen to episode six that came out on March 14th with uh, Coach Billy James. It was my first interview ever, so I probably nailed it, right? <laughs> Fair warning right off the bat, Chris is out today, so be ready for any and all snafus to take place. He's a busy man. He's not just our producer, HR landlord, and muscle. He's also a heating and cooling specialist, so if you've gone to the store and the AC was on, you're welcome. Adapt and overcome. That's what we do now. That's what we do always. I do have the coach here with me. We found a window between practices. Boy, football is serious down in the Panhandle State. Angela's here as well. Maybe she'll keep us in line. We shall see. She's looking very professional. I don't know where you're off to today, but uh, you're going to be closing deals. It's uh, she's right. the closer today. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Before and now that I read bus driver in the intro, that reminds me, Coach, are you or are you not a bus driver now? <laughs> Oh, my God. How did that even make it in the deal? I saw your lovely wife posted on Facebook that you're a bus driver. I'm going to oh need some clarification. I, I, have to, uh, I have to give you guys a little bit of backstory on that. You'll get a kick out of this. The school was like, hey, you got to have your CDL to drive a bus. I was like, yeah, no big deal. I mean, how how hard could it be? You see you see the school bus drivers, you know, especially back in my day. <laughs> no, they offense. were hitting half a Paul Mall with about this much ash on, ash on the end, talking about staying your seat or I'll turn this damn thing around, kind of deal. You know, I figured something similar to Chris Farley in uh, in 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 uh, what was it, uh, Tommy Boy, 
No, it yeah. was uh, back to school. What was it? What's that one with Adam Sandler? Billy Madison. The one where he goes back to school. Yeah. Anyhow, Billy Madison. I, that's what kind of what I figured. I thought, how hard could it be? So I said, yeah, let's, uh, I mean, no problem. So <laughs> I get the paperwork for the school. I spend about the majority of spring break in DPS trying to pass a three written test to get it. <laughs> then uh, that's just to go to the class. You go to the four day class. And after you go to the four day class, you uh, you essentially just have to go. Um, you go take your test with an instructor. So I went to take the test and I failed. The first part of the test is a um, 40 minute pre-trip inspection of the bus. Well, I mean, guys, you guys have seen some buses riding around there. I promise you people aren't doing a regular 40 minute pre-trip inspection on shit. Anyhow. <laughs> so I, I failed that. Then, then I was trying to get it in before school. So I had to drive across the state to the only testing site and I failed it again. Oh no. Oh, no. So I Chances was the no. third time and, and I've never driven like, I never got to the driving part. That's still the thing. Been behind the wheel. I, st- I still have never got to do any kind of driving, and I failed the test twice. So, the third time I went uh, and to take it, and I passed the pre-trip, and then I passed. There's three parts: a pre-trip, a maneuver, and and then you have to go on a drive with an instructor, a state instructor, just like a driving test when you get your license. Let me tell you what the maneuvers are. In the, first off, in the manual, it says in big, bold letters right there at the beginning, never back a bus. Never. Well, the maneuvers that they have you do are parallel parking a bus. Got back up. Uh, an alley that. dock, which is backing up into an alley with a That's bus. That's all that is. All of the, I mean, and you're like, this is not real world stuff. Who in the, who in the world, when is the last time you've ever seen anyone parallel park a school bus? It doesn't happen, Back but you got to do it. You got to do it, and you've got, and you have to nail it with perfect. I'm, I'm talking like Olympic tens. It's not even like inside of the cone. These are these people are Nazis. They're like, listen, you will will do this, and you will execute it perfectly, or you will not pass. Anyhow, moral of the story is, I got it done, and. When I came home, you know, we celebrate everything around here. Kids' birthdays and stupid stuff that doesn't mean anything. We buy cakes for and everything else. So I carried on for about two weeks about how this was pretty eerily similar to getting some sort of doctorate. Uh, and, and, you know, it, this has taken about six months of my life. And I, I really didn't think it was going to be quite the uh, academic journey that it was. But anyhow... According to the state, yes, I have passed, and I am checking the mailbox daily for my new uh, CDL license, and uh, I'm excited to have it, and great. Uh, they authorized me to drive a school bus. So, Outstanding. Do you know yes, what? Wow. I, I griped enough to where she, she finally was like, okay, I'll go buy you a cake so you'll shut up. So, <laughs> so <laughs> That's I'm, how that went down. I'm happy for you, and I think like, in an entrepreneurial spirit, maybe you would take that CDL and the skills that you've had to demonstrate, and perhaps you could make side cash by unloading and unloading drug dealers and unsavory characters on and off a bus down an alley, because you can do that now. Yeah. <laughs> That's where yeah, the money's going to be at. <laughs> or any urban area that you would have to parallel park, uh, uh, you know, a, a big... <laughs> 40 foot school bus. Yeah. Outstanding. I think if 
if they're going to all those lengths, they should load about 20 kids full of sugar and attention deficit disorder in that thing and let you drive it around for an hour. Well, and, and half of the that. deal, That's I mean, the real test. Yeah, right. It's just, yeah, exactly. They just don't, I mean, they want you to demonstrate at bus stops and, and picking up and dropping off kids. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I will never do this. I'm literally going to load up sweaty kids, drive them to a stadium, dump them off, and then take them back home. That's it. That's, this thing that's what this is might, all about. This thing may as well be in a Conoline van. This is not a... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I've got a newfound respect. it's 40 respect. foot and we can parallel park it. Hey, it's, it's better to know you can do it and not need it, I guess. I, I mean, I guess. do it and not know it. I never, never thought it would be that detailed, but it was. But we got her done. <laughs> I have a whole new respect for old Beulah driving bus 103 back in the day. Hey, I, so do I. I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, I, I never thought when I saw those dudes, I'm like, you guys, really? You really got to be clinging to the bottom rung if you're hitting that deal. And then I thought, well, they advertise for shortages all the time. Why is that? Well, yeah, why is that? According to the great state of Oklahoma, that we're going to have to, anything with a shortage is going to have to be the hardest attainable thing in the world. It's essentially anyway. a BUDS program to uh, drive a bus. Right. Have I didn't, ringing a bell. Didn't, didn't realize that was going to require uh, four, four kind of samples from my body and, and <laughs> about a year's worth of collegiate study. And uh-huh. you you came out. Trying. But hey, if I got a loan for it, maybe they'll forgive it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what you should have did. Should have set yourself should've up. Should have got a, a loan little... and a and a proxy. I should have yeah. hired some instructors. I'll whip up uh, some business cards and charge you ten grand. We'll split it down the middle. All right. <laughs> there you go. We got some stuff. Let's get this show on the road. No time like the present. That's sort of baseball's motto. They have a pitch clock in the minors, and it is working. They've been running a pitch clock this season, and it's it's actually working as designed. They're saying we can count on seeing it in the majors very soon. This is an article I found on the internet that I did not type whose credit it is. The idea of the pitch clock is simple. With no runners on, the pitch has 14 seconds. The pitcher has 14 seconds. Between pitchers with runners on base, he has 18 seconds. If the clock hits zero, it's a ball. In either instance, the batter has until the nine-second mark to be in the batter's box and be ready to hit, or the umpire can assess a strike to the count. Now, the real challenge here, I would think, is the umpire keeping all this shit straight. Additionally, a batter has 30 seconds after the hitter in front of him has finished his at-bat before the new batter needs to be in the batter's box. I'm sure this is all going to be... Nobody's going to be clicking a, clicking a stopwatch. No, they have um, it on the scoreboard. Like they. Oh, they, really? They, oh, yeah. You yes. got to be exact. Yep, so yes. that's the... the Ump is essentially looking out into the field at the scoreboard, and they they literally have a clock there for the batter's box. So I'm I'm sure that's what it'll be the same thing. Um, well, and th- this has been going in college already for a, a while. Yeah, I think that this is a really interesting topic because I mean everybody's interested in getting the show on the road with baseball, but also if they're going to do away with the shift, like I've heard they're probably going to in professional baseball which would be great because it's become sort of you know boring you're either striking out or you're homering homering is that a word 
whatever. It is not your, a home run. Your home run. You're hitting you're dingers. Homering. It's either dingers or strikeouts. And uh, so the whole idea is if they eliminate the shift, then they'll be more you know, base play and, you know, see more um, double plays and triple plays and a little bit more action. So if they implement this, that that would all go hand in hand. Oh, you know, says- I got I, I'm, I'm really mixed on this. And here's here's kind of the situation. They've been using it a lot in college. In fact, there's a great YouTube deal right now where a Florida, I think it's Florida. I want to say Florida, Georgia, maybe Florida, Vanderbilt, anyhow, where you guys Check it out. The, the 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 batter gets in the box, and then he steps out of the box and says something about uh, one of the calls the umpire makes. And then he kind of lollygags getting back in the box, and you see the umpire waving him in. And, I mean, we're talking over a period of maybe 15, 20 seconds, something like that. And then when uh, – he doesn't get back in according to the umpire's timeline. The umpire, you know, goes ahead and rings him up. And and <laughs> and the coach just becomes livid with it. But he's it's within the rules because one, the kid said something which set the umpire off. And two, I mean it was like a it was like a chain of events. And it made me think, this is Pandora's box for guys like Angel Hernandez. Oh, right. Uh, Power to You know what I'm saying? Uh, yep. Who can dictate the game and make it about them. Now, the old school purist of me, the, the, the baseball purist of me, gets, gets a little bit angry on the inside when they talk about changing the game. Don't change the game that I love. Stop changing the game because you're not doing it for the best, better. It's not helping it. Part of me wants you to leave it the hell alone. Now, if you want to tweak it in the minors for, you know, game times and, and, and it somehow is cranking them back from two and, a, you know, from, from three hours to, to two hours, then and, and, and I get that because it's a smaller venue. It's a smaller, you know, you're trying to draw that, you know, guy like me on a Friday or a Tuesday down to, you know, hot dog night with his family. I, I can understand that and I can kind of get behind that, but there's, it's a double-edged sword to me because, one, I don't want them to change it. Two, you know, it just presents an opening for an umpire to take over the game. And, and I can see this being a deal. But, but I also understand baseball trying to appeal to a younger audience, which is, you know, I, I have to come to terms with, and I think we've talked about it on the show here, we're not the target demographic anymore. <laughs> and that's no. hard to stomach. <laughs> Yep. I was kind of in that camp, too. I'm very uh, shake my fist at the clouds when they want to change something like the ghost runner on second, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But then when I looked into the actual numbers, like, does it make a noticeable difference? It absolutely does in the time. The average game time in 2021 was three hours, three minutes. This year, the average game was 2 hours, 37 minutes, 26 minutes, or the length of the average commute. I would bet a majority of fans in the stadium live within 26 minutes of their parking spot. Did the game itself suffer? No. This surprised me. Average run stayed the same at 5.1 per game, which that seems low. I thought it was per team. I thought they were scoring runs down there in the minors. Evidently not. Batting average jumped 3 points to 249. Strikeout percentage, walk percentage, hit by pitch, all exactly the same as last year. I think the broken clock that is professional baseball is right this time. But we'll see. I hadn't thought about that angle of 
the Angel Hernandez's, you know, the Leslie Nielsen's of the world who want to make it about themselves. And <laughs> well, and, yeah, if, and you know, and you know, they're out there. Right? You know, Angela, <laughs> you've seen it too. But I, I would urge you guys go watch this video. It's a Florida Gators baseball game where the kid gets rung up on uh, he, and I don't even know how to Google it. Florida hitter, you know, gets called. Uh, gets gets called striked after not getting in the box. He just doesn't get in the box fast enough, and the and the umpire and him, and and, and and you know again, this is a script straight out of something you would see in the major. A guy gets a call that he doesn't really like, steps out and says something. The the umpire doesn't like what he says, and now all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm going to take care of this. And and so he motions him back in the box. Kid doesn't get back in the box, and he starts ringing him up. It's crazy. I mean, it that could really influence the game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're already influencing the game now. We give them a little more power. Eh. They'll all be p- replaced with robots in two, three years anyway. So <laughs> that that is not something that I ever would advocate against. I, I don't I don't I You're love technology, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> good gravy. And to what extent? I mean, the umpire's calls is part of the game. It's part yes. of the game. The human error is part of the game. If you eliminate that, or, I mean, are we? And then, and then I understand. You know, I, I can tell you, John on this side would probably be going, but, but, do we want a game that's called correctly? I don't know that I do. I I don't exactly. know that I. I don't either. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not that sure I, mean, I do. I don't uh, hate a makeup call in the seventh because you I don't need a call in the third. I don't it's hate that. Part of the game. Same same way in, in, in football or anything. I you know, there there is such things as that. There it's, is, you know, basketball is notorious for it. Yeah. You know, a guy guy makes a bad call and then you get a makeup call two calls later. It just yeah, I'm with you. The makeup call is a real thing and, and I love it. It's part of the human error and part of the game. That that I, that I love all of them. The thing that the I NFL love so throwing. much is like when you are watching a game and you have a catcher who is so skilled at their craft. If you think of like at framing, Pudge at framing a pitch and how they are able to trick an ump, and it's unbelievable. So you yes. would you would lose that, and that to me is super badass. Like that's a very cool. Yeah, it's thing. part. That's part of a. That's part of honing your craft. Yeah, and that's part of the. I just. The, the whole computer element to things really gives a slippery slope of evil to me. Yeah, that's that's honing your craft to get an edge over everybody, working the extra two hours. That should pay off. The you know the, the art of the game and so forth. The okay, art. you're anti-robot. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Where well, is an anti- anti-robot? Until the robots actually take over, then I welcome our new robot overlords. <laughs> uh, speaking of catchers, the fans are mad at Yadi Molina. Hasn't he given you people enough? 37 yeah, years I, behind the plate, Yadi hasn't earned the right to bail on the team without warning to go party with his basketball team? I saw he, this and I couldn't understand what you were talking about. I'm excited to hear. Well, he has left the team twice this season to recover from an injury in Puerto Rico. The particulars of that rehab trip are a little sketchy considering um, there are videos of him playing in a professional basketball game while he's down there rehabbing. Uh, He was placed on the restricted list over this particular weekend a couple weeks ago last week due to business matters. Those business matters turned out to be his basketball team was winning the championship, so he had to go down there and party. 
And the fans are furious. It's August. You're in first place. The Brewers have given up. You're fine. The Cardinals run through August and September every year. You don't need 90-year-old Yachty behind the plate to get it done. He's not going to make the difference. Well, I don't like I, it. I look at this. <laughs> I mean, I, I look at this. Didn't he give up? Wasn't this a charity year anyways? Like a farewell tour kind of situation? I mean, he he agreed to come back one more because wasn't it him and Pujols agreed to come back for one more just to tip the cap to the fans? I mean, I remember he gave being... you a year out of his out of his back pocket that he really wasn't supposed to anyway. But I remember be being surprised there. when it was If you're going to be there, be there. If you say you're going to be there, be there. Like, it's so yachty. Like, you know, he's so talented and you love him, but he's such a turd sometimes. And it's, if I was a fan, I'd be pissed too. I'm paying my ticket so I can come and watch you. Like, that's why I'm coming. So you're looking, you're looking at it from a fan perspective where they have a ticket and and that entitles them to see him because he signed up for the farewell tour. Is that the take that you're? It's a business. Okay. I mean, I, I guess I could get behind that. I guess I can understand yeah. where you're coming from. I guess I just see it more from his perspective of, hey, I signed up to tip the cap to the fans. You know, uh, I mean, and yes, it's he's really not honoring his commitment. I guess, but. Good God, the guy's given you 462 years. Right. You had not had a chance to go see him by now. You suck as a Cardinals fan. It's been 85 years. Yeah, I mean, this, or this guy's been or the, whatever. I'm pretty sure this guy was a catcher back when Musil was throwing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But He's been catching for the Cardinals pretty much, I think, since the Reagan administration. Yeah. <laughs> Every Cardinals fan has to have seen him by now. They're the greatest I mean, fans you, in baseball. Just think. ask them. And he is, I mean, he that guy, he is impressive. I saw some impressive fights in the stands over the past week. It hasn't been this hot in the bleacher streets since the end of the lockdown when we all were let out of our homes. I remember <laughs> that guy getting punched at the Padres game. That was That was rough. Every time I wake up and turn on the internet, somebody else is getting punched to death. There was a good one in the stands at the Jaguar Steelers game <laughs> between some with some bikers with a few tough guy teenagers mixed in. This fight had everything you look for in a heavyweight <laughs> bout. Tatted up bikers and cut off shirts and pants, sucker punches. Bikers and frat asses? Fully I'm exposed in. ass cracks, a random Emmett Smith jersey, a kid fighting with his mom for the chance to get back in there. It was... There were a few different storylines going on in this fight. The one that I was most interested in was this young man who looked like he was about 20, who started out in the middle of it, then got lost in the mass of people when the punches started flying. And then you see him pop up across the aisle, just getting yelled at by two people who are clearly his parents. <laughs> Mom has both arms around him, just trying to bear hug him. And he's like, Mom, I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. And he breaks free and runs up to get back in the fight. And this is after the police had gotten involved. So oh my. very, very smart young man. It was it was just Florida to the maximum. If you could take a snapshot of that, I think you could put it on the state flag or at least the license plate. <laughs> That's awesome. And it was in, you said Florida? It was uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Steelers game, yeah, I think it was in Jacksonville because it looked. Here's it looked my question warm and... to you though: Is this not a new thing? I mean, this isn't something new. This has been going on. You think there wasn't fights in the '70s in the stands? 
It's happened all the time. People are just recording it and putting it out there. Yeah. Right. And we the footage was we, great. The footage oh, was yeah, really I good. bet it is because the cameras <laughs> – here we go with technology influencing the game. Right. <laughs> right. You get multiple <laughs> angles of all that. You're going to love this one on Thursday night, a Mississippi high school football coach. <laughs> Got his clock cleaned out on the steps at a youth game. He was screaming. He was way up there. He was screaming down about 20 rows. It's so loud. He'd lost his voice. Plus it's Mississippi. So the captions guy, he had no fucking idea. He just typed unable (laughs) to decipher or whatever. What I did understand was at one point, the guy below him started yelling, come down to the parking lot, kick my ass in. And he hopped up out of his seat. This guy's all of 60, 65 years old, um, heading down the steps. And I don't know what happened, but they ended up tussling on the stairs. And his face scratched most of the gravel because when they got him up, he just had a yeah. red stripe down his forehead, like <laughs> from his nose to the top of his head. It, I mean, the next three weeks of his life are going to be very uncomfortable. The only thing better than watching two geriatrics square off is a bum fight. That's it. <laughs> the other guy looked like Costanza. Oh <laughs> bum fights and geriatrics. I, they all, I mean, I, I'll tell you, I'll tune in for a good frat ass versus bikers. I'm in. That that's you had me at that. But so, yeah, watching a couple of uh, watching a couple of blue blue hairs square off over the uh, thirty five cents off a ground round at the Win Dixie. I'm in. I'll, I'll watch that all day long, too. What a gift. Uh, so it's good entertainment. You know it's good it entertainment. Is. But on a serious note, this this kind of stuff, I, and, and again, I, I'm i going to get a little bit left field here, but I, I think I go back to the internet age and the everything right here. Everything is on a, you know, let me, let me film that and put it online because I may end up in somebody's blogs or tweets or whatever, Twitter sphere or whatever we're calling it. But... These everybody does that now, and and because they're doing that, this 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 has become a tidal wave of of stuff that fills up people's you know this is just stuff, and it's been going on for years, but now we're fascinated by it because we're getting to see it, like you said, with every camera angle. It's just the the, the OSSAA here in Oklahoma, and this is where I was going with this. They've put they've kind of taken this to a new level where they're punishing the teams. If your fan base is unruly or your fan base, your coach or whatever, they put a new rule in this year, they're punishing the teams. They can take away your season. Oh, if, if if this kind of stuff happens on a at a high school level or down um because they're one they have a shortage of umpires and referees and two it's it's become too normal. So they've yeah. had to step in and give a heavy hammer to any um, team that that has this kind of stuff happen, so you see what happens is in 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 high school events and whatever you have these administrators rushing to try to avoid this kind of thing happening on a high school level, but it, it's it's due to this internet age of the you know everything being on camera in college and and in the pros, and and I just. Like I said, I go back to this kind of stuff was happening back in the 70s and 80s. It just wasn't on the internet for everybody to see it. I mean, you know, Tim, Big Tim had too many uh, cold ones up in Section 400, got a little mouthy, 
and then got his clock cleaned by the trash can and nobody he went home and his old lady told him he got a couple of good ones in and may have kind of won it and that's <laughs> maybe. it maybe so do you guys yeah, want the maybe. ironic part of the story the ironic part of that whole thing is there's going to be inevitably your um Karen, I mean, not to be that way, but your Karen types in the stand who are going to notice a little bit of a fracas or some kind of a disagreement. And then she's going to get in somebody's face and try to police them and be like, you need to stop that and whatever. Oh, it's happening. So by her trying to preserve the dignity of the team and whatever, she will incite more of a riot. (laughs) Or Yeah, it's going to cause more of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those women inevitably (laughs) escalate. Oh, yeah. oh, it's the cocktail party effect. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yep. That, hey, listen, I, I was thinking about that um, just now. That's a, that's a great point. Is there anything better than the videos that are out there where you see some, uh, oh, gosh, um, oh, what's the guy in Superbad? Some McLovin. Farva? Squirt, squirt, he's scrolling on his phone and somebody gets it from over his shoulder. Oh, yeah. Have you seen those? Or <laughs> the champion tender guy just just rolling it at the, at, the, at the ball game. And you're like, isn't this an invasion of privacy? But it's so good yep. to watch. because you're I like, saw one of a 50-something-year-old man negotiating prices with an escort next to <laughs> yeah, like, a child. And it was it's like a 10-year-old so- sitting next to him. <laughs> Oh, he was, oh, he was doing it with his kid? Oh, I don't know my. what he's oh, got lined up after the game, but I think little man was getting dropped off. Oh, God. <laughs> oh that's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> but those are, you know, those are things that are, and, and I'm guilty as anybody. Like, those pop up on my deal, and I'm like, oh, this is really happening. I got to watch it. I got to see what this guy's up to. And he's, you know, and it's not like, and then I think about, I'm like, man, if somebody was to look at my deal and I, literally, does this guy look at ESPN that much? Is he talking? <laughs> is he talk about podcasting that much? Is he really talking about God. some kid that can't play left tackle that much? I mean, this guy's boring as all get yeah. out. You know, he just but, goes from Twitter to my bookie to Twitter to my bookie. Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with this? Does this guy really got a problem that bad with gambling? Yes, he does. Oh. <laughs> Other people got problems. This guy, talk about escalation. A man in Atlantic City was enjoying his funnel cake on the boardwalk, as one does, when a rogue seagull swooped down and took it from him, as seagulls often do. Naturally, he produced a pistol and started firing shots at the perpetrator. The internet says this is a TMZ story, but I couldn't find an actual story with the name or the information that I'm really looking for. Did he get his vengeance? Did he end this thieving bird? What I did find in my travels were other stories of man versus seagull, and some of them are just amazing. Um, a Pennsylvania man, man has been seagull? cited by. <laughs> oh, dude! There's a whole thing going on. We gotta get you a girl, Eric. Seagulls. We gotta get you a girl. There's a whole thing going on with seagulls that nobody's talking about. A You're Pennsylvania the rabbit man, son of a bitch I've ever met. <laughs> A guy in Pennsylvania was cited by New Jersey environmental officials in the death of a seagull on an Ocean City, New Jersey beach. Department of Environmental Protection spokesman Bob Considine tells the press of Atlantic City that a 37-year-old Dennis Regal was issued a summons for possessing exotic or non-game wildlife without a permit. Um, He told police that he hit the bird with a roll-up towel and broke its wing in July. He was defending his two-year-old daughter from the seagull, which was pecking at her face as she ate. Um, He said the bird died on the way to the trash can. What in the world? (laughs) 
then there's this one. A man in Cornwall, England was arrested this week after biting a seagull who tried to steal his Big Mac. The 26-year-old man claimed he was being attacked for his McDonald's meal, and in response, he grabbed the bird and bit it. He sunk his teeth into it before throwing it on the floor, a police spokesperson told the site. Officers had seen the incident and immediately went over and detained and took details from him. He did this in front of cops. This uh, guy's a man an told police officer. Fan. Yeah, I just said that. Yeah. This guy's straight yeah. Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> totally. Ozzy Osbourne, the seagull. Yeah. Well, yes. This lines up then. The man told officers he was, quote, under the influence of drugs, you think? And was <laughs> no. taken to a nearby hospital for treatment. The seagull was clearly injured by the incident, but flew off before we were able to check on its welfare. We don't know what happened to it afterward. What happened sure afterward fine. was he told his seagull friends a story that none of them believed. That's what happened yeah. next. Yeah. Right. Then he died of you- internal bleeding because he went four <laughs> rounds with a full grown human. You can um, you can see this 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 seagull coming back, skin up a little bit, sitting on a pole, telling, "Hey, you're not gonna believe what just happened here." Yep, and they're like, "Bullshit." I'm <laughs> picturing call- it in like Family Guy animation. Right. We might <laughs> have to call bullshit on the first story though. The the guy's name was Regal, and it was about a seagull. And immediately that reminded me of the Office episode where, um, <laughs> like, your dentist is named Crentis. <laughs> 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 Oh, oh I found a couple more, but I'll just read you the headlines. Man beats seagull to death after bird tried to steal his kid's ice cream. There's a lot going on with birds and kids. Man smashed seagull against wall after it tried to steal chip cord here's. Man beat seagull to death with child spade in front of families at beach. Are we talking about a kid's sand shuffle? Oh, my God. Wow. That's gangster as fuck. <laughs> The guy beat my, a sea, seagull with a sand shovel. A plastic kid sand right. shovel, seriously? It says a child spade. I don't know what else that would oh, be. Oh it's gotta gosh. be. My main takeaway here is our women need to get in there and fuck up these seagulls. It's always <laughs> men having to do it. How about a little equality? Okay, I didn't, sports show. I, I didn't realize seagulls were such badasses. <laughs> they are. They're out of control. I mean, really the seagull ballsy. population. Predators. I didn't even know. Ballsy. Nope. I got some NFL injuries here. That'll bring us back. Cowboys left tackle Tyron Smith tore his hamstring <laughs> off the bone. There's a $10 word for it, but you get the idea. Ugh. He's done. They say he could be back in December or for the playoffs, but that's probably not realistic. The playoffs are probably not realistic for this team. This is significant. This is actionable. I'm betting Dallas under wins, Zeke under yards. Dak under rush yards, possibly pass yards. This is a massive blow, and they don't have a backup plan for a guy who has already missed 20 games in two years. Without Tyron Smith on the field, rush attempts drop from 5.4 yards per to 4.3. Dak's QB rating say, on play action falls from 78 to 47. So it's significant. It's your left tackle. They have a rookie name. Did you just say they don't have a backup plan? Well, they have a rookie named Tyler Smith or Tyson Smith, the T Smith, whatever his name is. He's probably not an all pro. And also, by the way, he's been training at guard since June. So it, great planning there on McCarthy and Jerry's This part. is amazing. <laughs> this is this 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 is the Cowboys in a nutshell. Yep. And and you know you knew it when you put this headline in here because you knew it's one of my triggers. <laughs> the it's your effing job. It's your job to have a backup plan. It's the NFL. What do you mean you don't have a backup plan? You should he have misses a games more than he plays. Plan. My Get a guy. 
My bold, oh <laughs> my bold prediction was that McCarthy would get fired, but it might happen way sooner than I thought. <laughs> hey, that guy is that guy's a mental midget. He's a mental midget that with a, in, a, in a headset. I never yep. liked him at Green Bay, and I hate him right now. The idea <laughs> Cowboys of- suck. They, 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 yep. All everything Cowboys. If you're listening right now on Patriot Sports, your Cowboys suck, and their they management do. sucks. That they're terrible, and and it's like this polarizing organization that everyone loves to love every year, and they suck. They just they, they're like sh- the schlep rock of the NFL. But do you and people like them? watch it because it's interesting? Do you like them though? <laughs> you do? No, I said, do you like them though? <laughs> I mean, tell us where you sit. <laughs> they're like the Jersey Shore of the NFL, and right. everybody tunes in to watch <laughs> everybody get sloshed, and maybe somebody will punch somebody. That's what it is. I saw Dr. David Chow talking about how he's pessimistic that he'll come. The idea of healing a hamstring back onto the bone, Uh, putting your 300 pounds on it, and then asking that muscle to hold up while another 300-pound man, possibly two, shove you backwards as hard as he or they can. This is every year. Every year with them. And there's still jabronis out there saying, we're going to win the Super Bowl. I mean... (laughs) The Scooter Magruder videos are worth watching in themselves because it's that is every Cowboy fan. Every Cowboy fan right now has their jersey on and can't wait for the season opener for them to, to go 500 and get beat in the first round. I mean, yep. maybe, maybe if McCarthy doesn't mess that up and get canned halfway through the year and they end up with, I mean, I'll tell you this. The Jerry Jones move of this would be to hire, what's his name, from the Saints, Peyton, yep. Sean. Yeah, Sean Payton. That's on the I mean, table. He's not employed right now, is he? He's rumored be to be great. waiting in the wings for whenever McCarthy's finally fired. Oh, right. I, that's the that's the Jerry Jones move of all time. And and I will tell you, that would be the best move he could make. Pull the trigger now. Do it now. Right. Give yourself a chance. Definitely. <laughs> Give yourself a chance. Um, this one's pretty serious, I guess. Darren Waller has practiced one time this entire offseason. McDaniels isn't sure if he'll be ready for week one. Um, Hunter Renfro, I guess, maybe a great fantasy value. Don't don't be drafting Darren Waller in the fourth round where he's evidently going. Um, people are going to be in for a rough time just waiting. You know, that name looks great in your lineup, but he's going to have, you know, a Q or a D next to it all the time. That it's is a, a hamstring, that is a, I believe. That is a whole so, segment we could just label fantasy duds. Name, great names, shitty performance. There's about yep. 20 of them. And, and, Ezekiel and, and you Elliott. fall on the landmine of drafting them in the first or second round only to watch them all year hover on the, on the, on the pup list or whatever, that, you know, that they just, they just can't, can't seem to make the call. But gosh, they look good on your bench. There's about yep. there's about 15 of them in the league that are just straight landmines. Can't just trade grenades. them, can't start them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Stafford's elbow may or may not be a big deal with his age and the fact that it's still being talked about. I'm fairly concerned. It's the same injury a pitcher gets. This from that nerd Ian Rappaport. Stafford is now suffering from what NFL Network's Ian Rappapapaport described as thrower's elbow, which is normally reserved for baseball pitchers. McVeigh stopped short of calling Stafford's injury tendonitis, but he did tell reporters last week that it's, quote, it's a tricky deal and abnormal for a quarterback. I was really excited about Allen Robinson this season, but uh, I'm becoming more hesitant. 
with each passing day, he could be one of those grenades you're talking about. Or, you know, each I day totally with no passing. I totally dismissed that whole thing, because I was like, oh, he's had that tendonitis thing before, it's not a big deal, like, they said that he'd play with it before, but if it's progressed into something else, I think that kind of is taking everybody by surprise, because I heard the story at first weeks ago and was like, this is not a story, and that yeah. would suck. Yeah, I paid it this, no mind, really, until recently. Right. This year, did like, you un, unlike any other year, I mean, this is a different kind of year, especially when you're talking about fantasy. If you've got the number one pick in your draft right now, I mean, the possibilities are endless. If you're talking about picking number one, what I mean, and again, I know we, we have a whole show for fantasy football, and I don't want to tap into that too much, but there's so many storylines that you could go down to try to find in these you know, I mean, and then you have to weigh, like like Angela said, the, the injury deal is is huge. Which one of these guys, I mean, the Christian McCaffrey deal looks great. Yeah, he's you're going to get four weeks of wins, a guaranteed four weeks of wins. But there's more than four weeks in a season. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, when he's in there, he's averaging 25, 27 points a game, but you got to get him to Sunday. Yeah, That's the trick. I mean, it, it, is he going to start or, I mean... You almost it would almost be worth taking him and then whoever backs him up just in the second round just to be safe. <laughs> yep. Which is what Chuba is Chuba still the guy down Chuba there? Chuba Hubbard, I believe, is still his backup. Yeah. Listen, guys, I'm buying some stock in the Panthers. I'm. I mean, again, I, I can't. I <laughs> I buckled into the Baker train. I, I don't want to. All roads lead back to Baker Mayfield on this show, but let me just tell you. <laughs> Did you I, see that I, throw I, he made between two defenders? Hey, I hate the Bills. I hated the guy at the end of the last season. I hated his guts. And he's and he's brought me back. He's like an old girlfriend. I'm like, yep. How did you do this? You're 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 a sorcerer of my emotions, Baker Mayfield. Yep. You're just sitting in your car in his driveway in the morning, like, how did we get here again? <laughs> He's a, Son it's, of a it's bitch. wizardry. It really is. It's, I'm like the battered wife that keeps going back. I'm, all of a sudden, we're, we're we're going to McDonald's with the stepkids, and I'm like, how, how, what happened? Yep. I told myself this would never happen again. Here we are. <laughs> I told myself this would never happen again. I, yeah, I, I mean, that's, as I pulled my debit if, card from my wallet. If Baker Mayfield comes apart like the space shuttle Challenger this year in this season, I promise you. I'm going to look at myself and go, you can only blame yourself because he did it to <laughs> us again. Right. Yeah. He does it every year. I've lost large sums of money on this ass clown. <laughs> I mean, because yeah. I went against him. And and now, you know, I wish Chris was here because we have the infamous <laughs> Pittsburgh and Cleveland playoff game that him and I both took a beating. I mean... It was ridiculous because we went against Baker. And I look at him right now, and all I can do is love it. I love the Panthers, and I'm buying stock in them. I think that they're going to – it's got me looking at their schedule going, hey, this guy may be the key. This guy, him and yep. Matt Rule together. Yep, him and Matt Rule and DJ Moore, the triumvirate of uh, football. I mean, I, you, know, you know, we could get – we could talk about that right now. What, what do you guys – what do you think, Angela? Is this a is this just is there a honeymoon period here with him or something? I can't get away from him. He's like Dan I, Campbell. I right. want to buy in. <laughs> Damn, we wish John was here right now. <laughs> right. I know, right? <laughs> How can you not? Um, I, I 
I think that I'm always rooting for the story. I'm never rooting for people to fail at all. Unless they're total a-holes, then I like watch. And that's the difference between you and I, because I do root for people to fail. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm I'm all about that, like the comeback stories and those kinds of things. So like, I don't, I would be excited to see amazing things happen just because it would be so entertaining (laughs) across the board. Just on this platform alone, (laughs) listen to you. Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> you're, you're ranting. Great, great sports talk radio would result if the Cowboys are successful in any way, shape, or form. Oh my god! And if Baker just comes apart like the oh, challenge. No. Oh my god! The gosh. best sports talk is when the Cowboys are terrible. You tune into that that it's Cowboys so good. local radio. Oh, that's so good. Yep. The only thing that rivals that is when OU loses. God, it's great sports oh talk. Yep. I that's mean, a fire everybody scenario. <laughs> oh, it's that is a that is a sixteen cans of bush light, and I'm calling in. Yep. Red zone on the red phone. <laughs> These some bitches need to go to jail. Like uh, Aaron Donald. Did you see the Aaron Donald video? The uh, the put them in jail takes are out there. They're a little crazy, but I can tell you this. If I did this at a street fair or a grocery store, I'm getting hooked up for sure. There's uh, one or two faraway videos of this incident. You pro- you can't really see what started it, but what you can plainly see is a psychopath in a 99 jersey swinging not one but two football helmets so wildly that he could easily be handing out CTE to his own teammates. You could hear it connect with one guy's helmet all the way across the field. Um. You have to suspend him, in my opinion, even if it's one game. You have to send a message and calm this shit down. Like, camp fights are every year, but this was uh, some Miles Garrett-type shit. That's serious shit. When you're winging helmets around, that's like a weapon. That's not a good look. That's so yeah, dangerous. Maybe like a gladiator-sized human. Uh, the helmet the helmet slinging is, is a situation. That, that, that's where it crosses the line into a realm that is not... I mean that that's where somebody has to step in and make it a deal the the swinging of the helmets and I I'll be I'll tell you I didn't see that but I've heard that it was pretty uh pretty disastrous but you know these guys are cartoon characters I mean they're so massive and they're so I mean it's just a, I'm not going to make excuses for what happened I'm just saying that this is this is a competitive sport and things do get heated but there has to be there has to be some line that you can cross. Yeah, I hear I've heard some former players come out and say it's not that big of a deal. So Wow. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong here, but I heard your favorite guy, Michael Lombardi, talking about this. Word is Seattle is very interested in Jimmy G, but San Francisco is very against it. The theory he has is they're holding on to him as long as they possibly can, at which point the 49ers will cut him because they can't really afford the 25 or whatever he would cost and just hope that he doesn't have enough time to learn the Seattle offense before their week two game against the Seahawks. It is possible, I heard on, I want to say sports grid, somebody was saying it's possible that his agent or some go-betweens have acquired the Seahawks playbook already and he could awesome. be studying it right now. Um so he could be in Seattle by the time you hear this. I don't know. He could be in Cleveland, and I look like an asshole. You can never underestimate Cleveland's desire to oh. pay a quarterback large sums of money, even if they have two or three already. 
If they're holding on to him, is it like, oh, that's smart business? Or is that just a flat-out dick move? Like, I think you're losing the locker room if you do that. Yeah. Well, and treating a guy they love like shit. Ugh. I think the whole Jimmy G situation has been uh, uh, pretty much a, uh, just a mess. I mean, uh, I, I don't know what happened there. I don't know if somebody got some some photos of him with somebody's wife or something. But, <laughs> man, it just seems like... It's really interesting how that deal went sour so fast. And it just seems like nobody wants to talk about it. Like, I know that, uh, you know, they went to Shanahan and Shanahan was like, well, we, we moved on and Trey's our guy. And, and, and then that's that. And everybody was like, what, what do you mean? There was no. Right. You just, it's it's kind of like kind of like when somebody sits, they sit down at dinner and go, yeah, we're we're splitting. We're breaking the family up. And you didn't even see the fight coming. It's weird. Maybe that's what I our whiteboard should be for, where we're like, catch whiff of like, this is odd, and then write it down so that this way later, when, you know, you get your just your Watson stories and you get your weird F that guy Brady stories, then we can make the yeah. connections. Like, oh, yeah, we kind of knew something was up. Mark one down for us. <laughs> yeah, just a big fire, but nobody saw the smoke coming. But yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. That's That's a Seattle move. He's a Seattle guy. I mean, he'd fit. Baker in. was not. We knew Baker wasn't, no. but we thought him and Pete, you know, Pete Carroll might hit it off and have some kind of bromance. But you know, Jimmy G <laughs> seems like a, a Seattle guy, does he not? He seems yeah. like a guy that they would covet because he's he's similar to Russell Wilson in the fact of Russell Wilson was weird and quirky. But you never saw Russell Wilson in the news making bold statements hardly. I mean, he he was kind of a quiet guy behind yep. the scenes, kind of a did he had a yeoman's kind of, kind of work ethic and and that just seems to me like like something that they like in Seattle. Seattle's a very uh they don't they're not in the headlines a lot except, you know, and and Pete Carroll, I will say this about him since he's been up there, you know, in at USC, he was a headline machine. And then he went up there, and, and for the first year with, you know, they had guys like Marshawn Lynch and things like that. You know, it was kind of that way, and he's kind of cooled off, too, in his old age. So I could see him going to Seattle. I could see them trying to work a deal, but I could also see, I mean, San Francisco, Dadgum sure doesn't want to see them, you know, every no. year. I mean, and that's how that works. I mean, that doesn't yeah, seem a like a bold ride. move for them unless it just is – the money is right. So I could see them holding on purse clutching that deal a little bit. I refuse to believe that Pete Carroll is going to go out like this. In his last year, a guy with GM powers is going to roll out there with Drew Locke and Geno Smith. He has to have another card he's going to play. He can't well, you be would think You would think from the fan base, they would be going, yeah. what are we doing? Right. I mean, yeah. they're in ultimate rebuild mode, mode. Yeah, you're not coming back for next year. What do you care about the rebuild? In a yeah, in a division that is already pretty damn tough. I mean, I don't understand. I don't that it doesn't seem very strategically sound to me. But then again, you know, I haven't looked at the draft. I mean, I haven't looked at what's what Seattle have coming up in the next two years that they're holding on to that's so valuable. I mean, it just seems to me like it's it, it that they've decided we're gonna win four games this year and we'll rebuild for next year. It doesn't seem like a good brand of Seattle football to sell to the twelfth man, but maybe it is. Maybe up there, that's that's what they're holding on to. I don't know. 
Yeah, it doesn't seem like them. Um, Giannis is in, over in Greece playing basketball. I didn't know this. I just saw it come across my social medias. Um, if you haven't checked in on him, or and I suppose unless you're an NBA diehard, you probably wouldn't be. Giannis is over in Greece playing against Jokic and all the international bros, just dominating every day. 42 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals. Is that good? 31 points, 10 rebounds in 20 minutes. Is that good? NBA season begins October 18th, which will be here before you know it. And that's been NBA Talk. Oh, no, wait. We have more NBA. KD overplayed his hand. This was hilarious. Um, He's going to remain with the Nets after all, even though he had a tantrum and demanded that the coach he brought in be fired. And then that coach was not fired. Uh, He is back. That should be totally comfortable with no hard feelings (laughs) at all. Steve Nash is a garbage coach, probably the anchor that will hold KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons back. But the ownership came out in support of Nash and the general manager, so KD is on sort of an island. The NBA fans who love the offseason and the trade deadline more than the regular season, this Buffalo is going to feed them for the entire year because KD is active on the social medias. He likes to uh, reply to fans who who say things about him. So he's one of those guys. Charles Barkley I, yeah. ripped him, <laughs> which is <laughs> like had not anything good to say about him at all. So we were, we were talking about uh, at the beginning of the show, you know, Kanye and how his pendulum swings from one side to another. That's kind of KD. He, he, yeah. he swings from one side to the other and he's the guy that would make a fake account, but everybody really can track it back to his real account. And he's not really good at it. And he, and he just <laughs> yeah. says things and throws things. I think that's actually happened before, but um, he's never, he talk about getting a guy. KD needs a guy. KD <laughs> yeah. needs a PR guy in a bad way because he, he handles every situation terrible. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever he wants, he just, throws it out there and and expects for everything to fall in line. You know, there's no, there's no tactical, um, tactical thought into it. You know, LeBron is, is, is very calculated, almost like he runs it by a team of advisors before he makes a move. And then it just happens. And everybody's like, well, LeBron, LeBron wanted it that way. And has been working on this for six months before anybody knew about it. You know, KD, just throws it out there to the world and says, this is what I'm doing. And then when it starts coming apart at the seams, he's like, what? I'm just doing what everybody else is doing. But you didn't do it tactically. You didn't, exactly. you didn't have a guy. You didn't, you know, I mean, somebody needs to grab a hold of him and go, bro, every time you want to tweet or blog or whatever you're doing, fire it to me. I'll buffer that, and then I'll send out about 3% of what you have to say. And and you can feel good about yourself, and we'll move forward, and your image will be through the roof. But There's right a now, billion dollar idea right there. The filter, oh, it's a, it's social media filter app. I mean, of some I kind. Uh, I yeah, can't I say it enough. Get a guy. Get a get guy. a guy. Donald Trump needed a guy. Just pay a guy one mil, two yes. mil a year to read your tweets and say, nope, yep, nope, yep. Let's take that out. And you'd be much better off. Well, and, uh, and, and why on earth with all of his prowess and money and, and whatever, what, what happens is you get to a level of arrogance and you get to a little level of, of elite that you stop caring about what you say being politically correct. And I, and I, can, uh, I can appreciate that too, that you are at a level 
of, of greatness that you really just cut a big wake and you don't care. You don't give a tinker's damn what people think and you just fire it out there. And I can appreciate that too, but you can't expect that to be successful for a long term. That's not sustainable. Right. It's no. not. It, it's not. If you do that once and everybody's, ah, oh, yeah, great. That, that, well, look at this guy really hanging it out there. But if you do it every Tuesday, it gets to be, you're that guy. You're, you're, yeah. you're Grandma Edna over there that has no filter at the Christmas table. What you're the that's boy what you become. Cried. Yeah. You're the it boy who cried, trade me. Moving forward, it affects your worth. And well, maybe you you're so talented, you're always going to get the deal and you're always going to get paid and that's fine, but it might cost you endorsements. It might cost you opportunities of countless, I don't know, whatever down the road. I mean, Absolutely you're shooting true. yourself in the foot by not, the, I always say this, the single most important thing that a person can possess is mastery of your own self and your awareness of your own situation. And I don't know, athletes are just so crazy that they just can't get it. And that's not, that's not taught enough. That's not taught enough. You're, you hit the nail on the head. Leave it, leave it to us bringing a female on here that would have a voice of reason that would tell us that we were in left field here. But she is exactly right. That is a mastery of yourself and 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 how you communicate with others is 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 pretty much the key to the city. Like the that's it, that's the key to everything. If you can master that, your success is unlimited. Um, right. But these guys seem to forget that when they get on that elite level and he's in a he's a perfect example. I mean, both of those guys that you said, Eric, perfect examples of that. They just need to get a guy. And I think, too, at some point, like, how stupid are you? Like, if, if you have thoughts and you have plans and, and you're plotting and scheming or mapping out your future or what you need or what you want for yourself, why would you just fire off your mouth and show everybody your hand when, you know what I mean, when that's private information that probably you have the upper hand always if you're going through the appropriate channels or talking to people behind the scenes rather than airing your laundry everywhere and thwarting any progress you're going to want to make. People love that. People love to hear it for the first couple of weeks. And then it's just the, it's just like everybody, people realize that it's like everybody else. Oh, KD's a super famous guy, but he has crazy random dirty laundry that he likes to air out there like everybody else. It's the same as the, the, the HOA, uh, communication <laughs> site it's the same thing it's just yep. he's famous and the guy up the street has drives a better car than you and says the same stuff it's, it's just the same thing i'm kind of shocked that we don't have a hoa shirt yet we gotta work on that <laughs> we need an hoa shirt <laughs> we do holy shit we're at an hour all right i'll blow Whoa. through this chet holmgren done for the year liz frank is a bitch julio jones sammy watkins other guys i can't think of right now now chet holmgren you're uh your big toothpick, your giant corn stalk. Um, considering durability was the main question on him coming out of college. Now he's out for the year. Ouch. Not great for the narrative situation. But hey, we at least we got to see him play against Bancaro in that in that summer league game. Or wait, no, we didn't because they shut down the 19-year-old Bancaro for the summer right before that game. So long faces in Oklahoma City, coach. Well, yes and no. I mean, this lit up sports talk this week a little bit, and, and rightfully so. I mean, he's but but here's the thing. I mean, let's 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 put this into perspective. As Thunder fans, they weren't they weren't making a run this year, anyways. They're still in tankathon, no. and so 
this this helps the, the the grand scheme. Let's look if you take a step back and look at the big picture, the Thunder, you know, they they're gonna this will help them get to where they need to go anyways, because this is gonna put them right back in the lottery for this year. They're gonna get a top a top tier player again this year to put with him to come back. They were a two or three year they're a two or three year project and Presty knows that. So so in the grand scheme of things, was it bad? No, not at all. But, you know, people around here think it's devastation because just like what you said, what was the nomer about about the toothpick coming out of the draft? Everybody was scared to death he wasn't going to have any durability, and here we are. <laughs> I would mm-hmm. remind you that this same, same thing has happened to great stars, and they've gone on to be all-stars down the road. I mean, I think Durant had it happen. and I mean, th- things these things happen. I mean, these guys play, and these things happen. So I think – in the grand scheme of things, it will it be fine two years from now? Yes, but for a year, is everybody going to worry about it? As Thunder fans, sure, sure. Well, I have some good news. The Orioles—they just keep winning. This was a great one too. Down one run in the ninth, this kid Kyle Stowers comes up. Dream scenario, right? Two strikes, down one run, bottom of the ninth on the road. High drama. So the kid hits a foul ball down the third baseline. Left fielder comes in to play it, and he looks down at the last moment to see where the wall is, loses the ball, fails to make the catch. Next pitch, rookie puts this thing in the bleachers. Now it's tied. Then old Santander comes up and hits a walk-off home run. As if it wasn't bad enough, this save would have been number 20 in a row for Liam Hendricks, which would have been a new White Sox team record. Ouch. They won again last night. They just keep winning. They're like three the, or four games out of the wild card. They did the it without O's a pitch the, clock. <laughs> yes. The O's are the yeah. best story in baseball. And why the MLB won't get on board with this, I don't know, because that's the that's their bell cow. That's their that's that's the dream. That's the the team that was worthless. I mean, they made a movie called Moneyball about the same thing. This is this is real life happening right here this year. The O's are the bell cow. It's not the Yankees. It's not the dadgum Dodgers. It is the Orioles. Get on board with this baseball. Someone at the marketing deal over there. Start championing this cause. A bunch of no-names, ragtag people were supposed to, they were supposed to get the crap kicked out of them. And they're making a charge. This is the American story. It's like the bad news in real life. Yep. That's the magic of baseball. So good. Yes, the magic of baseball. Or you can put nine guys out there that that play together, and they can beat a, a, a they can beat a, a, a Goliath. Yeah, you got to work together as a team. Um, these two didn't. I have a couple news stories left. This one's interesting. A British Ukrainian couple, or a British couple, did the generous thing and took in a refugee from Ukraine last year with what some would call surprising results. Shortly after, twenty-two-year-old Sofia Karkadim. Moved in with Tony Garrett and his wife, Lorna. Lorna began to get the feeling that Tony was giving Sophia more than just some walking around money and a house key. She started to think maybe Tony was giving her the new house, giving their new house guest uh, the full English breakfast, if you know what I mean. The old bangers and mash, a little steak and kidney pie, you know, some toad in the hole. Every time she came home from work, Tony and Sophia were right knackered. 
If I'm being honest, they were both chuffed to bits. That means they're tired and pleased. I got way into British slang words, and I got to say, it's as bad as the cuisine. We really can't talk, though, because American slang is at an all-time low. We just shorten words, and that's not creativity. Toad in the hole, a real thing, by the way. It's a sausage links baked in a casserole dish of Yorkshire pudding. It's like they try to make food gross. That's so gross. What the hell? <laughs> anyway, the wife was right because these two were exploring each other's demilitarized zone just 10 days into her stay. Whoa. So this whole thing blows up. Sophia wow. moves out and Tony says, hang on, hang on. Fuck the wife and kids. I'm coming with you. Her uh, her family has disowned her over this because they believe she's <laughs> ruined the chances cotton. for future Ukrainian refugees to be taken in. Oh, my God. I have Make a feeling a all the 22-year-old blonde refugees will be okay. Put she, her was on a she was fast-tracking. She was fast-tracking. I love this. This is the most American Does thing Tony in the world. Does Tony regret his decision? <laughs> right. <laughs> Does Tony the, the regret thing. his decision? Fuck no. <laughs> no. Uh, he said, quote, I know it sounds shit what has gone on, but you deal with the cards you've been dealt. To me, the cards I got, it was a no-brainer. I'd rather be on my arse now and happy I've done the right thing. So I feel like maybe this leads me to believe the relationship was already, it had the check engine light on. It was probably idling funny. Oh. And Sophia was just the pothole that cracked the A-frame. Oh. Those crazy the- Brits. Yeah, it was It was probably his plan all along. Oh, it's like, yeah. oh, those Dude, poor they- people. We should take in a refugee. And he's like shopping for his next wife. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing better would be if he said. And now they- I. The only thing better would be. I read a news they- story that him and Sophia have now taken in. <laughs> refugees Uh-oh. so sure. we could be yeah i mean we got a reality if you don't make a reality show you're stupid <sighs> for sure. funny. the only thing better is if they would have interviewed him and he would have said hey i had a corolla and i traded it for a bentley i mean i traded up it's great <laughs> what do you want from me yeah what do you want from me i drove my broke down honda in and got yeah. a uh maserati so good this sort of falls in with that Silva- sylvester stallone got divorced People sometimes ask why I'm not married, and I say, I don't know. But when I'm on the couch at 6 a.m. watching horse racing with the laptop open, I pretty much get it. I'm basically (laughs) a child. I would end up divorced for the same reason old Sly is single again. He wanted to get a Rottweiler to protect the house. Makes sense. Uh, The wife was very much against it. He had one in Rocky. (laughs) I found an article from... Yeah, I found an article from Yahoo that described. He's denying that it was about the dog. Uh, we didn't end it on such a trivial argument, but he admitted they disagreed over the dog because the splitting time and who would take care of it. So she says no dog, and he gets the dog anyway. Yeah. <laughs> At which point they get a divorce, and then he starts posting pictures of him and the dog on Instagram, like, <laughs> so incredibly happy with my newly acquired four-legged friend, Dwight, uh, my character's name from the series. He's got a new series coming out. That's excellent. Keep punching He's and in keep barking. He's filming in Tulsa. That is, that is a He's real thing. He's filming that show in Tulsa? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's been all Hyundai over Oklahoma. out of my face. I haven't seen the dog, but I, I, <laughs> really? he's been all over Oklahoma. And then after he spent about three or four months pretty much at every place around the state of Oklahoma with pictures of everybody and and putting it on social media, he said, this is what it's like going to hell because it's so hot here. 
<laughs> oh my god. This is loosely sports related. I'm not exactly surprised to learn that horse racing and cocaine fall in the same shaded part of the degenerates Venn diagram a lot of the time, and it's even less surprising in New York. Two grooms at Saratoga were arrested on felony charges for the possession of narcotics on August 18th, where members of the Saratoga, Saratoga Springs Police Department Special Investigations Unit completed a narcotics investigation into a dorm residence on New York Racing Association property. Saratoga Springs Police reported that Jose Hidalgo, age 59, and Guadalupe Montesicada Aguilar, 36, were arrested on the following charges. Criminal possession of a controlled substance, second degree, possession of four ounces or more, a Class A felony, criminal possession of controlled substance in third degree possession with intent to sell. So I assume they've been selling cocaine around the track and somebody got popped with a gram, told the police where they lived. And here we are. So it's alleged like, that both men were in possession of over 200 grams while working on NYI property. <laughs> so like if you're on the much. Track and you want to like make a deal and there's like, see a guy and there's like a code word is like, the spirit of secretariat is still alive. Wink, wink. Like, how do you, <laughs> how do yeah. you score Coke at the track? I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll take, I, uh, this, give me Bolivian gold in the fifth. Right? Does, you say? <laughs> Does this surprise anybody? There's a, there's a reason those guys stay 120 pounds or, or 80 pounds, whatever <laughs> they weigh. There's a reason. Jackies, yeah. That's not natural. It's not natural for uh, I don't know if I want to venture into that. It's not natural for those people to stay that small. <laughs> jockeys, jockeys stay that small nope. for a reason, and there's not. That's not natural. That's they do sick, gross things. Got to be light on your Part feet. Part of it involves maybe drugs. the code word. Shock. The code word is I've always <laughs> wanted to be a jockey. Maybe that's the code word, yeah. code phrase. <laughs> yep. Wink, yep. wink. I want to ride the horses. <laughs> yeah. Nose oh, candy wins in the seventh story. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch of code words. I would like to know what the terminology was at the track. I think we here's found the name a, for this episode. Nose candy and other great horse names. Winners at the track. <laughs> I'm not sure how Google's algorithm would feel about nose candy, <laughs> but we'll see how creative we can get with it. Uh, this guy's creative. A man using a fake Argentinian passport pulled off a Hollywood-style diamond heist. He gained the trust of these bank employees over the course of a year by bringing them chocolates and posing as a diamond trader. He told them his name was Carlos Hector Flaumenbaum, which sounds like the fakest fake name ever. Right. <laughs> it's like Dr. Rosenrosen over here. It's actually a real this. name, though, which we know because a passport with that name was stolen in Israel two years ago. Whoa. I saw this episode. It was called Ocean's 13. Yeah, so he gets they to dressed a point up the guy and he where they'll was trying to get the four diamond award. Yes, with Pacino. <laughs> Eleven was good. Thirteen was good. Twelve. I'm one of them. I didn't like. I can't remember. I think it was twelve. Anyway, this guy gets these bank employees to the point where they'll leave him in the safe deposit room unattended. And one day, when they did this, he took a crowbar to every box he could and stole one hundred and fifty thousand carats. Or $28 million in diamonds. They, and this guy's in the wind. They think he's an American. He's 
spoke English with an American accent, and he's between six something and six four with gray hair. Like, no idea. Wow. Yeah, I uh, I saw this. That's crazy. I yeah, would love like- to know if this was inspired by the by the cake pops bit in Breaking Bad. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you've come this far, then you like the show and you owe us a five-star review. I don't make the rules. Just click that fifth star and type a few words. Done and done, if you already have. Congratulations. You're our favorite kind of person. I bet it would take you less than 20 seconds from start to finish. That's what she said, and it gives us such a massive boost. Well, we'll be back before you know it with more nonsense. Until next time, be good to each other. Chris, kick the outro music. You've been listening to Patriot Sports Radio. If you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media, like we are, this show is for you. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at Patriots Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Patriots Sports Now, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at Patriots Sports. Take care, and we'll see you next time.